This morning we looked at Jesus and we noticed that he is not only man, you know, a human being, but he's also God. Now, one of the quick ways of looking at that comes to us in John 1, 1 and John 1, 14. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So we see there in verse one, the word was God. In verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So this passage is talking about Jesus Christ talking about the word that became flesh. The word was God, the word became flesh. We see both of those things. Now, in this video, what I want us to do is, is take a look at a different word from God. This time, it's not the word being Jesus Christ, but it is the word being the Bible. And I actually want us to notice that part of this balanced belief that we need to, to, uh, to have about the Bible is that it was written by God but it was also written by man. And I think both of those things are very important for us to understand. Now, whenever it comes to this belief, I guess I, I will go ahead and tell you this. I think it's probably more important that we believe the Bible was written by God than that we believe that it was written by man. But I hope to explain to you within this lesson why I think both of them are important and, and why a healthy balance between those two and a healthy understanding of what both of those things mean can really help us in our way of following Jesus Christ by looking at the Bible, his word. So let's notice some of these things. First, let's take it and let's notice that the Bible was written by God. That is very plainly stated within the scriptures. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, we read, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. See, this passage quite literally tells us that all scripture, that means the, the Bible, 
It is God-breathed. It's God-inspired. He is the one who, who breathed life into it, and he gave it purpose. So this is where we come that, to that the Bible is from God. And that's so important because it sets it apart just from, you know, any other just type of writing. You know, there's a lot of writings that the different humans have written. And, you know, I even have my own uh, personal authors that I like to kind of follow and maybe read some things that they wrote. And I think it's, it's wonderful advice that they might even give. But that's very different than the advice that God himself gives, than the advice that we find within the pages of the Bible. Because the Bible is breathed by God. It has life within it. And in fact, that life uh, goes into other passages other than just in 2 Timothy. We see that life of the Bible being talked about in the book of Hebrews as well. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, we find out there, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This is talking about the word of God. What else could this be besides the Bible itself? The Bible is alive. The Bible is active. And we see some of its uses. We saw also before, like how we might even use it. But now we find out that the Bible, you know, we think about it as we read the Bible. But the Bible is also reading us. The Bible is finding out things uh, about us, discovering those things, and, and, and even judging. That's what we see here within this. We see that it it can it is alive it is active and it can tell these different things within us the bible is from god and because of that it's it's very very different um, than, than any other book that we have and because of that we can rely upon it even more so than than what we could just by you know somebody who's given us good advice we like that and it's important but the advice that god gives us is different the word of god is different the word of god is actually alive it's active it is breathed by God. He is the one that gave it this life. But these passages aren't the only ones that talk about how the Bible came from God. We also see the writing in 2 Peter chapter 1. In 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 19 through 21, we read this. Now, keep in mind, this is Peter who he saw all these, these, these amazing things. You know, he walked and talked with Jesus himself. And he was speaking about how, well, we know that these things are so. And how do we know that? Well, one of the things he talks about is the Bible. This is how he words it. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now, this passage is so important for us because this passage, it most certainly does talk about how the Bible, it, it is from God. In fact, that's what he says there in verse 20. Um, well, let's back up. Verse 19 tells us that this message that we have, this prophetic message, the Bible itself, it's something that is completely reliable. We'll come back to that in a little bit as well. Just for now, just keep that in your head that the Bible is completely reliable. We also see in verse 20 that no prophecy of Scripture has come about by just the prophet's own interpretation of things, just, you know, what the prophet thought. That's not how the Bible works. That's not how the Bible came to us. How did we get prophecy? Verse 21 tells us that the prophecy that we have in the Bible, it didn't have its origin in human will. But prophets, though human, 
They spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit works with humans in order to allow us to, to have the written word of God. And I place this passage right here because it's, it's kind of an important turning point, if you will, because it definitely, without a doubt, shows us that the Bible is from God. The Bible makes these claims. And, and I think that the Bible, uh, those claims can be backed up. And, you know, part of the way that the Bible can be backed up is whenever you look at these, these prophecies that are contained in the scriptures and you find out that they were written hundreds of years before they were ever, ever fulfilled, you know, uh, dozens, probably even hundreds of, of prophecies talking about Jesus Christ and how they were all fulfilled during his day. But they were written at least 400 or more years before Jesus ever set foot on this earth. And there are other prophecies like that even in the Old Testament as well. And all of those point toward that God is the mind behind the Bible. It's not just some human work. It's the Holy Spirit that was guiding them. It was God that was guiding them throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament. God is there and he was speaking. And these humans were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now, the reason why this passage is right here is it talks about the importance of the Bible being from God. That is so important. Don't forget that. But I need you to balance that belief out with another belief. That other belief is the Bible was written by humans. Even this passage here, I mean, notice what it says once again, but prophets, though humans, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now, think about this for a moment. If God had wanted to, couldn't he have just like dropped the Bible down from heaven? and just given it to us completely. Well, I mean, yeah, God could do pretty much whatever he wants, but he didn't do that. He worked through these prophets. He worked through these other people that would you know, write down the scriptures. And although they were human, they still were speaking the words of God because they were being carried along by the Holy Spirit. But see, there's a reason why I think that we need to have these two beliefs and hold both of them together. Of course, we need to believe the Bible is from God, because when we believe the Bible is from God, and whenever we see that the Bible is from God, then that gives us this, this source of authority to, to know that it is a source of authority in our lives and that we need to follow it. We need to pay attention to it because it's not just, you know, the, the common person just right next to you, just giving you some, some good words to live by. No, what the Bible is, is it's from God himself. And we need to, uh, you know, not just not just listen to it, but, you know, actually do something about it. So we need to believe that the Bible is from God. But I think it's also important that we believe that the Bible was written by man. Now, part of that reason is because that's the simple fact. I mean, obviously, humans, they were the ones that wrote, wrote it down. You know, God, even, um, you know, if you want to kind of go away from that idea that he dropped the Bible just out of heaven, you know, God could have also just written it with his own hand. After all, didn't he do that a couple of times in the Bible? Like, for example, the Ten Commandments. God actually wrote that down with his own finger. He could have done that with the rest of the Bible, but he didn't. He worked through human beings. In fact, even in that Ten Commandments that I was telling you about, don't you remember there was a human that was connected with that? It was Moses. Moses was the one that still received that, and he handed it to the people. God likes to use us as humans, and he does. And that's why I believe it's so important that we recognize the Bible was also written by man because God likes to invite us in to what he's doing. He's done this from the very beginning of creation, hasn't he? When you look at the opening pages of the Bible back in the book of Genesis, you will find that even there after he created everything and said that it was all good, 
He invited Adam and Eve to rule, to reign with them, with, with him on earth. And, and to be able to have dominion over the earth. Well, I mean, technically, of course, that was God's. And, you know, I mean, he, he gave that over to, to mankind. He wanted to work with humans so that we can all work together for the same goal. And I think that what we see repeatedly throughout the Old and New Testament is that God continues that idea. He still wants to work through humans. Even in today's world, doesn't God still want to work through humans? After all, he could have spread the gospel message worldwide in an instant by just sending his angels everywhere and telling everybody the good news that Jesus has risen from the dead. But that's not what he did. He gave it to his disciples and he told his disciples to go and make more disciples and to spread this news. And they did that. And we are still spreading that news to this very day. God has always used humans. And I think it's important that we understand that whenever we look at the Bible. But there's also some other reasons as to why I think it's important for us to recognize that the Bible was written by humans as well. And we'll get to some of those as we look at some of these other passages. This passage is kind of the, uh, uh, the halfway point of those two, because it has elements of both within it and teaches us something great. But let's keep looking. And now I want to show you some passages that do tell us that the Bible it was written by humans and why that is significant to us. One of them that I really like that uh, just it's pretty much, you know, right there at you. And it, it tells you that the Bible was written by a human being right here. Luke, whenever he wrote his gospel, he introduces it from the very first verse like this. Luke writing in Luke 1.1, 1, 1, he says, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. So even right here, what Luke is telling us is that that he wrote it. He also said that, you know, there are a lot of other people who wrote down these accounts of what the gospel is all about. And he said that, that he had carefully investigated all these things. That's what verse 3 tells us. So he also decided to write down some orderly account of these things. And that's the gospel of Luke. That's what Luke is. Now, of course, God guided him and he was led by the Holy Spirit to do these writings. And I say that, you know, he was even led by the Holy Spirit to start to investigate these things and really research them and to give us the, the gospel that we call Luke. But whenever you look here, you find out that, that Luke, he wrote this orderly account. And this is where I think that it, it shows us that, that the Bible, it is written by God, but it's also written by humans. Because whenever you read through uh, the gospel of Luke, and maybe you, know, you compare it to some of the, the same types of passages found in Mark's gospel or Matthew's gospel, you know what you start to find? You start to find that each one kind of included maybe a little bit different details whenever they spoke about something. They didn't give the same word-for-word -word account of everything that happened. They gave it from uh, kind of their own perspective and, and showing us their point of view of things and, and really what it means. All the while, of course, being led by the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's make sure that we recognize it's important to balance these two. If you give too much weight to either one, it can lead down some kind of questionable roads. And this one, it's important for us to understand that when you read Luke's gospel, you can find out that there is a human who is, who is writing these things down. And he also even 
um, he put them in an orderly account, but you know, sometimes the, the order that he put it in is not always the same order that Matthew put it in or that Mark put it in. That's because Luke has his account of things, his own order of things. And so does Matthew and so does Mark. All of them are true. All of them are important. God, of course, saw to it that, that we have those four gospels that we have, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But they all have their own order to them and they all have their own purpose and something that they want us to, to see. And they all, uh, they, they all point toward Jesus Christ and teach us more and more about him. Maybe you've even found that you might have a favorite one of the gospels. I, I know that I kind of do. I, I really like John's gospel. But you know, the reason why we have favorites is because we maybe kind of like the way that it's ordered as opposed to something else. But you know what you'll find? You won't find that everybody's favorite is exactly the same. That's because these different accounts give us kind of different ways of, of coming and, and recognizing how important Jesus Christ is. They're all important, but because they come from different ways, sometimes they speak more to, eat, to certain individuals than other individuals. Another uh, example that I kind of want to, to give you, and why I want to kind of tell you that it's important that we do believe and, and recognize that the Bible was written by man, and this passage, it most certainly does talk about that, but another one of the reasons that we believe that and the importance of that is because there have been some people who look at the Bible and maybe, you know, if you've noticed as you're reading through the Bible, you see these little footnotes at the bottom that, that say, well, you know, some manuscripts say this thing and other manuscripts say that. And some people who maybe have ill intentions, they look at that and they say, well, if, if we don't even know what the Bible is saying right here, then how can we even trust it? And they're just, they're done with it. But you know, we also have some people who are well-meaning, even Christians who are trying to make sense of it. And then they read those little footnotes and they find out that some, some manuscripts have this thing as, as opposed to that thing. And why is there any type of difference? If it's the word of God, it should all be the same, shouldn't it? Well, this also tells us that not only was the Bible written by man, but it was also delivered over through the generations by man. Now, of course, God was guiding them, okay? But whenever you translate things, Sometimes that also kind of brings in uh, some, some different difficulties. After all, how many of you, myself included, how many of us could sit down and write out the Bible, the entire Bible, and not make a single mistake? If you want an example of this, how many of us can even go through uh, with, uh, with an entire text without making a mistake? Maybe you can make it through one or two, but eventually all of us make mistakes. And sometimes, of course, those, those uh, come into some uh, kind of funny uh, things that we share with one another about how we might have accidentally uh, misspelled a word, and then it just gives it a whole new meaning. Well, you know, sometimes those types of things do happen even whenever we open up uh, the Bible and we see it. Sometimes that there are those types of mistakes because humans have, uh, have been a part of this process as well. But God in his wisdom made sure that this is the method that he used give us the Bible. He used human beings. It's apparently so important for, for him to work with us that he was okay with us maybe messing up something here or there because that was so important that we were involved with it. Now, I also want to give you a peace of mind about this because when you start to look at those footnotes in your Bible and you see that this manuscript says one thing and this other manuscript says something else, I will tell you this. Almost every single one of those examples, it doesn't really affect the message of the Bible. 
Uh, a lot of times it, it doesn't affect it, you know, whatsoever. And even the times that it does, even in those situations, we can usually find out from other passages what the truth is. And there's not really a doubt as to whether or not this is uh, the, the word of God and whether or not we actually have the accurate word of God. That doesn't really need to be brought into question. We can verify it. You know, after all, whenever you're sending a text message or if you're, you know, writing a letter to somebody, we recognize that sometimes mistakes do creep in. But we recognize uh, those mistakes because, you know, we know that, well, that's, that's not what was meant there. It doesn't fit the context. And we can see that in the Bible as well. Another way that we see that uh, humans might mess up some things, I'm going to pick on preachers perhaps a, a little bit here. You ever been sitting uh, and listening to a sermon one time and then all of a sudden the, the preacher says something and you realize that wasn't quite right. Most of the time we can figure it out and it's no problem. But, you know, I mean, sometimes it might be kind of a little bit important, but most of the time it's just just the preacher might have said the wrong word right there. You know, I know that even sometimes whenever I'm reading the Bible that I open it up and then I start reading it and, I, you know, I said the wrong thing. Uh, like, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a hint uh, about one of these examples. Earlier in this very video, now I've edited out because, you know, we can do that with videos. But even within this video, whenever I was going to read one of these passages, I messed up and I said the wrong book. And I mean, I knew what it was. And I'm even looking at it right here on the screen. So I knew exactly what it was. But for whatever reason, whenever I went to, to say it, I said the wrong book. Well, that's a mistake. But it's one that we can catch. It's one that we can we can recognize. And it's one that we can be able to move past as well and to see what the truth of the message is. I hope that we don't let this get in the way of us following God because the Bible, it was written by God, but it was also written and delivered through the hands of man. We see that in Luke, but we see this in other places too. Another one of the gospels, the gospel of John, talks about him as the writer. John ends this way, the, the last two verses of his gospel, John 21 verses 24 and 25. He says, this is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. So he's talking about himself there. And he says, this is the disciple who testified to these things. He wrote them down. And we know that this is true. And he's telling you, look, I wrote these things down. And we all know that this testimony is true. And they knew that, that this testimony was true. They knew that John's gospel was accurate about what Jesus said, what he, uh, what he was teaching, and also what he did. We know that John knew what he was talking about. And so we find this in the gospels. We found it in Luke. We found it in John. You also find it in the other ones too. But we also find it in the other letters in the New Testament and also some in the Old. Let's look at one of those examples. The first of Paul's letters. That letter would be to the Romans. In Romans chapter 1, Paul begins by introducing it that it's him. He says Paul. That's why he starts off. Now, obviously, if Paul's going to start this off and he says that it's from him, that means, you know, yeah, it's written by God. But it was also written by Paul. He had his hand in writing it. So this is how he introduces Romans. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures 
regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. You notice this passage right here. It tells us that the Bible is written from God. We also find out something about these prophets, these people of God that God uses. Paul is one of those people that God is using. But also, when you look at verse 2, he's talking about how this gospel, it was promised beforehand through the prophets of God. Those are people, once again. God has always wanted to work with us. God has always wanted to work through us. We need to be people who will open up to him and that we will will work with God and that we we will do the things that we are called to do and allow him to do the rest of those things. And this passage right here, you know, this is just the beginning of Paul's uh, letter to the Romans. But, you know, if you keep reading, you keep finding out more and more about this message that God wanted to deliver. And this message God delivered through the hands of Paul and other servants that he had. And I hope and I pray that God will also use us in similar ways, that he will work through us in order to reach the world around us so that the gospel can spread throughout all of the nations. The Bible that we have is the message that we must proclaim. This Bible, it was written by God, but it's also been written by man. And we have a part that we need to play in spreading this news. Let's make sure that we play our part. Let's make sure that we obey this gospel of Christ. Whatever things are true, whatever things are